As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by the one and only Scooter Maduder. What's up, dude? Well, you know, another week in uh, Philly's fandom. Yeah, baby. Easy week. Easy week. I told you it was going to be easy. You told me not to jinx it. I'm very superstitious. It, it's a lingering effect from playing baseball. I am superstitious about everything all the way down to what lid I put on my Wawa coffee cup in the morning. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there is a direct correlation between my happiness and the success of our sports teams. I agree. There's and nothing wrong with that. I don't think there is either. And I get mad when people like play the, oh, do you know the guys on the team? Oh, do you, blah, blah, like that whole stupid thing. Yeah, every once in a while, I'll let like a we or an us slip, but I try not to. I try not to, but only because I don't feel like having that discussion with somebody. It's like, oh, are you on the team? It's like, no, obviously not. But I care a whole lot about it. And the thing that's different, I think, about our sports teams is they seem to genuinely care about the fan base. Right. And I think that's why I get so invested. And occasionally, I'll drop an us or a we. It just comes out organically. I can't help it. Yeah. The, and the funny thing is, honestly, now the two things that have like a chokehold on my happiness are Philadelphia sports and how Bravo is performing. I <laughs> Me too. It's fucking annoying. And it's just like, <laughs> we have to go through this every week. And look, I mean, we had to... Grin and Barrett through all of OC. We're almost at the end of it. But every week, it's like, okay, Tuesday's episode. This is fun. We're having a good time. We get to talk about two shows that we enjoy watching. Yep. Excited to do it. After Wednesday night hits, because Wednesday, I think generally, like you and I, we just kind of hang out anyway. It's like a pretty easy night. You might do maybe some meal stuff. I don't know yeah. exactly. Wednesday but... tends to be my lighter day. Yeah. Wednesday's like the light day during the week that we get to relax. And once I wake up Thursday morning, I start thinking about OC and how unexcited I am to go talk about that. And it kind of, look, it bears like a huge shadow over Salt Lake, which is having a good season so yeah, far. That's great. And I would be excited to talk about Salt Lake if it was just a standalone or if we had Salt Lake and I, the Wednesday slots, usually Beverly Hills anyway. So yeah, moving point. forward, that'll be nice. Oh, that's a nice duo. Yeah, like that's that. a really good duo. I really Look at that. Be, be excited for that stuff instead of the yeah. shadow. I'm, I'm close, though. I am so close to being excited. I'm going to be excited next week. I'll tell you that. Yeah, same. It'll be an exciting finale uh, with the second part of the reunion. We got confirmation that they're wrapping it up after two episodes. Yep. I will say in light of everything you're saying, I counted to see like intentionally do you know how many weeks we've been doing oc for like genuinely what's your guess 16 close 17 Fuck. 17 weeks that's uh that's a long months. time that's almost four months that's a long ass time. time for one television show to be on the air yeah and usually it's not that big of a deal no we don't usually have to the only show i feel like we had to trudge through the end was beverly hills and that's because they had 25 episodes i think there was genuinely 21 or 22 episodes that season including the three reunion episodes yeah no i remember I, that i think for like atlanta i was surprised it was the end yeah um, I was like, too. It, it's really funny because if you if you were to go back and listen to our shows you can tell when we dislike a show. And yeah. obviously, I mean, OC is well, very obvious. Clearly because we say it constantly. Clearly we, <laughs> we, we will not stop saying it. But there are some shows that kind of drag along. And we don't really say it, but we're never really looking forward to the end of it. We're looking forward to the end of certain 
I certain guess, conversations, aspects show. of the show, storylines, whatever might be happening there. With certain with I mean, Beverly Hills last year and OC this year, it's just like, come on, enough. Like we know we're not going to get anywhere. And now at this point, because we watch these shows so intently, we know the way that the season is going. Yep. There are certain things that we're like, all right, get rid of this storyline, move into something else. We need something else that's going to be more exciting because I still want to watch this. OC, it's like, I don't care about any of them. Yep. Like literally none of them, maybe Heather a little bit now. The rest of them, I really just don't give a shit about. So this is the last week that you're going to hear us be this super negative about it. Yes. I think next week I'm going to come in. I'm going to be so excited to talk about OC being over that it's going to be a fun episode. Very different temperament. Yeah. Uh, do you have a current event for us today? Uh, no, not really. Oh, bummer. Yeah, I know. I've been looking forward to those. I know, and I, I don't really have anything. I was even scraping my mind to think, I can't, you know I can't remember shit ever. So I was trying to scrape my mind for something funny that or something just peculiar that's happened out there in the world. Yeah. So here, let's go with this. Because we were going to forego the news segment today to drop you guys a little, not really a surprise anymore, but just an announcement we need to make. So before we get to that, this is a current event slash newsy, just because it is also an airline story. Okay. That correlates with Bravo as well. Ryanair thing? What is it? Ryanair? No, what's that? Oh, that the CEO of Ryanair wanted to get rid of two bathrooms and have you pay to go to the bathroom so that he could fit four more seats on there. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Yeah. People would pee in bottles. It was really funny because he his reasoning behind doing it was, well, I can lower the price of a ticket by... Uh, 10%. So it'll make it a little easier for you to travel. No, dude. No, absolutely it's gonna make it not. a lot harder to travel you know because what? you're packing more people on there and I'm going to have to pee. Was the first test flight when that poor man pooped up and down uh, the aisle. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. They were trying out the no bathroom thing. Yeah, I don't I don't think Ryanair is is UK-centric, I think. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, go on with what, what you have airline well, <laughs> What I was going to Hey, see, you found a current event. Yep. Nice. Mine has to do with a certain member or former member of Vanderpump Rules. Jax Taylor was on an airplane. Ah. And he had a non-functioning overhead light. And, you know, normally people wouldn't give a shit because most people don't use their overhead lights. I actually get really irritated when I'm on a plane and it's dark out. Mm -hmm. One, if people don't close their shades, nothing grinds my gear more than when people do not close their shades. Don't leave it open. Because if it, unless it's during the day, if it's like oh, during the day, yeah, if it's a mid I very seldom fly at night though. Well, that's the thing. Like when I go see Poppy, it's yeah. usually like a 6 a.m. flight or I'll fly back late so I can spend as much time with her as possible. It's mm. like I, I choose the end of the day. So for me, like if it's the morning and it's like 6 a.m., the sun's starting to come up, but it's still like they keep the lights low on the plane. When people do not shut their goddamn shade and the sun starts peeking in, and it's like 6.30. Maybe they want to see the sunrise. Don't give a shit. Wait till you land. It's so no, rude. it's not going to be rising because when you one land. one person every, like, and if you look up and down the plane, every single shade is shut except for two assholes that are looking out the window acting like they've never seen a cloud before. And nothing grinds my gear more. But the other part, is when people, it's dark at a nighttime flight, mm -hmm. and one idiot has their overhead light on. It just reading? I don't care. What I, do you mean you don't care? Do not care. People read Watch on flights. Movie. You are such a curmudgeon. I'm not a curmudgeon. Yeah, I want No, I'm not. This is brutal. It drives me nuts. It's a tough look. It's not a tough look. I will, I will die on this hill 10 times out of 10 because I don't get it. Look, man. What they're there for. What do you mean? You're there to get the to your next destination. Th no, the light is there so that you can read your something. Your light is there so that you can quickly turn it on to look for stuff. And if you want to peruse something quick, but I uh, look. All right, are you watching something on your there, laptop? There are, are you watching a movie. Get a maybe some Bravo. Get a Nook 
Right. Yeah, answer the question. Are you watching a movie or some Bravo on your laptop? Yeah. That's a light. It's not the Maybe same. Maybe somebody's trying to sleep and they're if pissed you, off because this dickhead over here is watching Game of Thrones. Let me get to my next point. Let me get to my next point. I don't like where you're going. The Nook has a light in it, an iPad where you can read books on your iPad. People I don't mind like that light. the feel light. of books. Coming from a guy that writes in a journal and refuses to take notes on a laptop Fair. or an iPad, I get it. Dude, I'm simply like you do saying, don't be that guy. You've derailed me entirely. You're... Get back to Jax. You, I don't understand where your stance is coming from. Just get back to Jax. Because Jax did not have an operating overhead light. So instead of, you know. He doesn't read. That's the more He might not be able to read. Yeah, he probably wanted to do it for his coloring book. <laughs> That's actually yeah, a much yeah, more actually works. Thing. Yeah, you get a little but, coloring thing from Applebee's on the way. Yeah, in. and like, oh, exactly. It was like the connect the dots and had the tic tac toe in the corner. It's a really fun puzzle. I can't beat it though. I dropped my crayon and I can't find it anywhere. Am no, I he's definitely like, a Sudoku guy that gets it wrong the entire time. He's a Sudoku guy that just writes in random numbers and doesn't understand it's one through nine, and he writes in like ten. <laughs> this, is, this is so easy. One, two, Let's three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Done. But anyway, he threw such a temper tantrum that his light wasn't working. That he caused the flight to be delayed by hours, like three hours, because he caused such a fit about this light not working. And there was people like tweeting, live tweeting during it, like some D-list celebrity is holding up the plane because his light won't work. D-list is nice for Jax. I think so, too. But they were saying some D-list celebrities holding up the flight. I'm trying to get to a music festival. I'm going to be late. And like, I guess the flight was also running ahead of schedule. So everyone was stoked. And then who... But Jack's motherfucking Taylor, House of Villains, villainizes the entire plane. Like, it's almost poetic in a way. It's not even, like, fun villainy. That's No, it's just me. It's evil. That's weird. That's evil. I don't even think it's evil. That's I just think worse it's weird. than leaving your shade open at 6.30 in the morning on an airplane. Yeah, I don't really understand that at all. That doesn't make any sense to me. It sounds like there's more circumstances going on here. Maybe he was a... Is he drinking anymore? Do we I know. Is he sober? No idea. No idea. I was going to say drugs are involved. <laughs> late night doing a ton well, of coke. Maybe he was going to that music festival and he was already rolling. Yeah. It's my light. I need my light, man. I need my light. It really feels nice on my eyes. I'm trying to finish this coloring book unicorn. That actually makes sense. He and I can't like an edible, see maybe it. Something, a hallucinogen on the plane. Definitely wouldn't advise that. That sounds terrible. No, don't do that. Oh, that's actually, that's a good current event. The Sphere in Vegas. I oh. did not know that you could go inside it. I thought it was an out- wait. I thought it was an outside like <laughs> advertisement. When I saw people inside, I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" You didn't know? No idea. That's the whole point. Now I get it's it. Fully submersive. I thought. I thought it was. Look, I thought it was cool anyway because it looked kind of funny, and I think that somebody's still going to hijack it at one point and put like oh without porn, a doubt. without a doubt for sure on there. But the creepiest one is the eyeball when you're like flying into Vegas yeah, and you just looking. see like the eyeball looking at you. Nope, out. Um, did not know in- you could go in. They're building one in, like, I think London, maybe? They're building another one. They already have, doesn't London already have something called the London Eye? Yeah. Uh, like the Ferris wheel or something? Very different, yeah. It's a very different thing than a giant, fully interactive studio. Yeah, and I was just, you know, this is just me thinking out loud. No, didn't know you could go inside. So, and of course, like, U2 of all fucking trash bands. Of course, like, throw U2, U2 in there. Playing. Doesn't make any sense. And that thing looked like an absolute trip. People are going to have. The worst panic attacks because they're gonna oh, be yeah. like, "Oh, this is gonna be so fun." Did you imagine? Let me like, take some shrooms before I go in there, man. And then within five minutes, they are melting on the floor and have to be like a out. fish show, like a fish oh, show yeah. in that place. People will have full blown meltdowns. Jam people. That's another, yeah, that's oh, another vendetta. Oh, you know, I have. 
Should, I, should we poke that bear? No, no. We've already derailed too far away from Bravo right. stuff. I'll get. We'll get back to that one at a later date. I want to hear your take. Yeah, we on can that. do. We can do a live. I ranted today about airlines. You can rant about that at another time. But let's go to our rose and thorn. Uh, there's a a lot of good ones to choose from this week. So why don't you start us off there, champ? I got a little rose for you. All right. This one made me laugh, and it always does, because I've seen this before. We've gotten DMs. We've gotten comments from this person before about this specific issue, and I think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> this comes from Sutton Strack. Hi. Comment on one of our videos. I love y'all so much. Please remember to replace a-hole with dickhead. All right. I'm really trying to revive the term because of y'all. Yeah. She loves it when we say dickhead. I know. And she thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. And she I if we are watching Beverly Hills this year and she calls somebody a dickhead, I'm gonna lose my mind. Oh my god, that would be that was my first thought. reference to us. Yeah. That would be amazing. We might have to that would have to take over like the beginning or maybe the end credits of the show or something. It's I just, just plug it's just in Sutton, Sutton saying dickhead. dickhead. That's a good Or good we call. could just do it over. Yeah, whatever. That works too. Yeah, you know, radio shows have that. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, just plug in a little soundboard. Uh, we so yeah, have I, that. I just don't know how to function it yet. I, the only thing I have on there is the bam, 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 bam. There's other sounds on there, but that one works the best. There's applause. There's like a heartbeat one, but yeah, yeah, a couple of heartthrobs sitting around here just having a good time. I would hit it, but it's too um, far away. <laughs> we need a producer. Um, <laughs> anybody out there want to produce for Bravos? Don't open that door. Don't. Do uh, that. Too many emails. Um, and here's my here's my thorn, and it's funny because it's a four star review. And the title is meh. This is my rose. Oh, this is your rose? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, here we go. This is a good segue into your rose then. Uh, is it just me or does this pod feel more intense and less fun than before? Lighten up, guys. It's just Housewives. I, look, I, I've, I am on record saying this. The second that I stop having fun with this and stop looking at it like it's a, like hilarious that we're even doing this, that's when I'm taking it way too seriously and I need to take a step back. Yeah. I am still having a great time and i think it's fucking hilarious anytime that we get seen out and recognized funniest thing possible i agree honestly the funniest thing like i was on a date i, I told you i was on a date a yeah. couple of weeks ago yep. and somebody came up and just i'm so sorry but like love the pod that's it like the, just simple boom done that was a plant it was it I so did she so did the girl the i was girl. out with the girl i was out with <laughs> just stared at me like I, I think you planted that. I think, I, so I think too. I'm like, if I can't do that, that would be fucking hilarious. Though. I told you my favorite one to this day is still when I was at the Jersey Shore, and it was uh, this woman came up to me and she's like, "Yeah, you got a podcast?" And I was like, "I do." She's and she turns around to the group. She goes, "Yeah, I told you, it's one of the Brav Bros." Yep. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" It's just it's so fucking funny. But look, I mean, I I still have fun. I still crack jokes all the time. Maybe someone over here. This guy it. over here might get a little too serious sometimes. You just got so mad at that too. No, no, no I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I rolled my eyes because Taking I it too seriously. No, no, no. What my stance is with that? Well, like, this is your this is your rose. So go on. So this is my rose because I appreciate the candor. I always like when people like are honest. And she threw it a, like a four star review. It wasn't a one star. So like I appreciate that as well. And I like when people are just like flat out like that. I can look at and be like, all right, and break it down a little bit. So I think that. If you have been listening for the past 17 weeks or so, we've been oh, watching. Oh, it's got to be OC. Yeah, yeah, we've been watching a show that we haven't thoroughly enjoyed. So, yes, I agree. We might be a little bit more pessimistic than usual just because, like Shooter said, it really does kind of cast a cloud in the week. And I know for some of you guys out there, you're enjoying OC. And I know that, you know, you, you take this as more tongue in cheek, but that's probably where that's coming from. And I can appreciate that. And look, 
like Shooter said, we got some great shows on the horizon. We got some great shows going on right now. So it's overall positive, happy vibes here, right? Moving now, forward. Moving forward. Yeah. To your point where somebody takes a little too seriously, I take most things in my life a little too seriously. I get emotionally involved in like little things that shouldn't be a big deal. My probably biggest like pro and con about who I am as a person is that if something big happens, something huge where it's like, oh God, like how are we going to deal with this? I am cool, calm and collect. I'm your guy. Yeah. I am your guy. Like that minor inconvenience. Yeah. I'm like that question. Like, oh, if you kill somebody, like who are you going to call? Like that's going to like be able to help you out in like a dire situation. I'm your guy. Yeah. Okay. Something small. Such you as, have a pickup truck and you can move a body. Right. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but like the little Shuttles. minor inconveniences, that's what sets me up. Yeah. So like when I go on these rants that people, and that doesn't help either that are well, no, that, and I think that's the funniest part is nine out of 10 people that listen to the show, they like your rants and even people that don't watch our show that just see videos, they're like, mm. this guy gets it. Yeah. This guy fucking understands. <laughs> and then they listen to our show and they hear us like joking about somebody shitting on an airplane. They're like, what happened? Yeah. I thought this was a serious show. It's not. No. It's not a serious no, show no. at all. It's really just not. But I, I do think that nine out of 10 people like that. And obviously there's some people that are like, all right, you're taking, you're taking it a little too seriously. This is just housewives. This is just the byproduct of halfway through this OC season. I have wanted to stop watching this I know. over and over and over. And there are people out there and I don't, I don't understand it that like the show and they listen to our show. So they want to hear our takes on it. If I was, if I really enjoyed a show and I was tuning in and listening to people just bash the show, I would be like, all right, you know, maybe I'll just like take my OC business somewhere else. Yeah. So I, I don't really understand any of that, but whatever. It just, it wears on us. It's almost over. Yeah. So thank and then you. we get to have some fun. You know what? Let's do it this way. Thank you for bearing with us. Yep. How about that? All right. Now on to my thorn. And this guy has, he's, he's been around a couple times recently and I don't know where he came from. I don't know what his angle is here. Cause he's also left like positive comments. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a little, maybe it's, it's like a, a little camera bot or something. It is kind of, but it's, it's, I'm not going to read his name, but here's my thorn. What is with the Brav bros rudely hating on you? Hashtag team Tamra. This man posted this on Tamra's post. Tamara has since deleted this post, which which begs the question, what are you trying to hide, Tamara? But my my thorn is, don't tag us with her. I don't want to be associated. I do not like her. I think that she is miserable. I do not appreciate her as a housewife. I think she tries to burn the whole thing to the ground to try to make her come out to be the winner and try to promote her podcast, try to promote her brands and whatever the fuck else she's doing. I don't like her. Don't tag us with her. And the best part is that he commented again, under that and says she doesn't lie that's all she does man that's literally all she does so i don't appreciate it <laughs> i so really funny. don't and that's my my, my thought. she's the queen of deleting tweets too oh, I know. how many times have i seen a tweet pop across and i don't understand how people get the screenshot where it says this tweet has been deleted no it's right here because i went back to the comment look this post has been deleted by yeah, the Yeah, no, no, but like sometimes it'll show the post and then underneath of it, it says this. Oh, yeah, I did see or that. Or edited it or whatever. And like, I don't, I, I've never seen that in person. I've only seen screenshots of it. She deletes so many things and either it's because she misspelled something or <laughs> she obviously got, didn't get the response that she wanted. I don't really understand where it comes from. But again, yeah, like what you said, don't tag us in her post. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. And don't say, where are the new episodes? Two T's in a pod and Bravo Bros. Yeah, I don't like them either. If you listen to both of us and you want a new episode, you should know Monday. You don't put the two of them Monday. For both of our sakes, honestly, because you know what? 
as much as I dislike Tamara and Teddy is whatever. I you know she's not even in my life because she doesn't participate in <laughs> she's Bravo. Not in my life, she's not in my life at all. So I really don't care about Teddy. But Tamara, if she's reading that, she's like, "Why the fuck are we tagged with the Bravo Bros?" Yeah, good question. She don't like us either. It's probably the most genuine response that you could get. Ah, burn, burn. But that takes us to our announcement that we were going to make before this segment. Oh, yeah. The announcement is tickets are now on sale for the live show in L.A. We are going to the Bourbon Room. It's a friendsgiving with Zach Peter. What that means, guys, is there is going to be a plethora of content creators. Guests, special guests. There's going to be a lot of really cool people at this live show. It's not going to be the same as what we've done in the past. We're still going to be up there plenty. Don't you worry. I think we're doing like a special segment. Even I don't know. I can't. I can't tell you exactly what's going on. All I'm going to say is it's going to be a blast. There's a lot of personalities coming out. So go get your tickets. It's nofilterlive.com and it's at the Bourbon Room in LA, November 19th. No, I think the show's going to be sick, and honestly, it's like what you said. It's going to be a bit of a different element if you've been to one of our shows on the East Coast. You kind of know what to expect. We're going to be on stage for a while, and we're going to be off stage for a little bit. I'm going to go sit in the crowd. Oh, I'm going to mix it up. I yeah, am not going to sure. be in the red room. I'm not a piece of shit. No. I like gonna, my fans. We're going to be bopping around in the yeah. crowd. I'm going to be sitting at random tables. I will be... Sl it's a bourbon room, so I guess I'll be slugging some bourbon. Oh, you're going to be a mess. I'm going to be a wreck. I hope that our <laughs> segment is like early enough, and then uh, we're done, and we don't have to do anything else. Maybe take a bow at the end. That bow's going to be a hard bow. I am going you're to... You're going to have to like, keep your hand on the back of my I shirt and hold you. me up. Yeah, I got you, but I'm going to be feeding you whiskey all day. I'm going to get rowdy. Yeah, I can't wait. I yeah. can't wait. So get your tickets, nofilterlive.com. Come hang out with us and a, as I said before, plethora, a plethora of content plethora. creators and guests. It's going to be a blast. So get your tickets now before they sell out, because I do think this one's going to go really fast. Yes, it is. But that takes us to part one of the Rossi reunion. And I got to say, and I, it's funny you brought up the sphere earlier because this setting, like the actual set itself, reminded me of the sphere because they're sitting in front of this, like, is that a TV screen? I don't know. Honestly, I didn't understand because it's not a green screen because they could all see it. Yeah, it's got to be a TV screen of some kind, some sort of LED. It was cool. That was a cool setting. That and Andy's beard, coolest part. Andy. Great beard. Andy looks, Andy, it looks like vacation Andy. He's just out there in LA, just living his best life. Little beach, little ocean behind. I, look, it, I liked the scenery. I didn't care when they all started walking in and they're like, this is, this is where we live. Like, shut up. <laughs> no shit. Losers. Yeah, but no, Andy looked great. Big fan of the beard, Andy. Nice job, dude. But I broke this reunion down into like three segments because we ran into this problem with the first Atlanta reunion where I, it was a great episode, but it was hard to pinpoint what was going on yep. because it was just so much happening at once. Yep. So I've pinpointed it into like three separate things. All right. So up first, Tamara versus Jen. Then we're going to do the Heather segment because she kind of goes after a few people and a few people go after her. They just cannot seem to leave her the fuck alone. And the last one is Gina versus Shannon. That's what I've broken it down into. If we remember some things along the way to fill in, that's how we're going to attack this because I didn't like feeling un unorganized, disorganized for the Atlanta one. So yeah, I, I'm proud I tried of you. to be, I know, right? No, I'm proud of you. You I figured it to, out. I, 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 we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't, <laughs> well, the, I think it's going to be fine, but I also don't think that you could have done that for Atlanta because Atlanta was everywhere. It was all over the map. All, like it was this great. Was, this was all over the map in the sense that 
people just started jumping in and screaming things, and it was like, okay, what the hell's going on? But they kind of steered back in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Atlanta did not. Atlanta just never went back to what they were talking about. Yeah, I agree. But let's jump right in. So Andy kind of sets the stage, and he, he immediately goes in with Tamara, and I think we all kind of knew that was coming because she has been a whirlwind this season, and I don't think in a positive way at all. And a lot of listeners and fans seem to echo that sentiment. But when she asked Heather, or Andy asked Heather, like, how do you feel about how everything went? And Heather's like, you know, I, I should feel vindicated given how the season ended. I should feel like I came out on top, but actually I'm just sad. I'm just pretty sad that Tamara came back to the show and took it upon herself to try to turn everybody against me. And Tamara immediately jumps in. She's like, I never did that. My goal wasn't to do that. And what we get out of Tamara this entire episode is just her backpedaling. It's her backpedaling, trying to spin everything, trying to come out on top. Like she wasn't trying to shit on everybody, ruin friendships. And I think that the best way to put it is she saw an opportunity to come back on the show and took it upon herself to do the absolute most at every turn. And we saw that with Jen. We saw that with how she talked to Heather. We saw that with pretty much everybody in the group, but it immediately turns over to Jen versus Tamara. And that was kind of the the focal point for the whole season. And that's where Tamara set her sights. But as they're going through, they do a little montage of Tamara talking shit pretty much. And it's all Jen centric. And it's just like a fucking warpath. I literally wrote Tamara was on a fucking warpath and they were supposed to be friends. And that's when we get the whole thing where we were under the impression and everybody's under the impression because that's what Tamara said in the first fucking episode that these two have been friends for a long time. Jen's been a a regular at Cut Fitness. Jen has been a confidant of Tamara's. And all of a sudden, she goes on our TikTok and says, I didn't bring her on the show. We were never actually friends. Like, what are you talking about? And it's just so infuriating to see her now. Like, she's seen every episode, dude. She's watched every episode this season. How can you still lie about stuff? I think that she's stuck because, one, I don't think that she's a, if we want to put this into, like, almost like sports terms, I don't think she's a good performer at a reunion. No, not she at all. She didn't really know what her end goal was. Mm-hmm. She was just excited to kind of get in and mix it up and stir the pot because that's what Tamara does. She's been on here for 13 seasons. Right. You know that once you get to the reunion, everybody's had a chance to watch everything and you have to face the music. Yep. You don't get to do these side dealings that she was doing pretty much the entire season. So, yes, backpedaling is kind of what she started to do. And I'm at least happy that she didn't just deny everything because we talk about it all the time. You are being filmed this whole fucking season. All your little back alley dealings that you did when you were talking shit about Jen, talking shit about Heather, going to the bathroom, doing this and that and whatever. Everything comes to light. Everybody gets to watch all of that. So watching Tamara try to defend herself is just like a no sum game. There's nothing there for you to defend you can either a apologize, which I kind of would have been really annoyed if she apologized because then it's just like okay, she did a few we times. know yeah she apologized for a couple of things, but nothing big. No, but then she immediately says something that negates the apology. Yes, like but, two seconds, which later. happens all the time, and it's just like you are stuck and you have to now fight your way out, and she cannot fight her way out. I think Tamara got absolutely slugged from the other side of the room. She Honestly, got crushed. She got smoked by the other side of the room. Heather was so like put together this whole time. I Wait. feel like she came out. She came out the winner at the end of the season. Absolutely. She came out the winner of this first episode, hopefully the whole thing. But the other side of the room between Gina going at Shannon and obviously Heather coming back and Jen coming back, I don't think Tamara could have come out a winner in any of this. And 
yeah, the rest of it, like, she still has her posse that's going to agree with her and not come after her. This is what I kind of wanted as far as holding Tamara accountable for her actions all season. Yeah, no, I firmly agree with you. And when they start to talk about some of the situations, like, you know, we hear that Ryan declined coming on to the reunion, which initially I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, no, I you get know it. What? Yeah, yeah. As soon as they started to like explain why it's like, you know, it's a lose lose for him because if he comes on here and defends himself, everyone's going to spin it that he shouldn't talk to Tamara that way. They're going to make him out to be this asshole that they're they're doing it without him being there. So mm-hmm. imagine him being there on set and then trying to defend himself. And I do not like Ryan. I think that, unfortunately, the group is correct about him. But this is a situation where not only does he lose, but Jen will lose in turn because it's going to make her look bad. It's going to make him look bad. Even if he's simply saying that they're lying, they're wrong, everyone's everyone on the other side of the room is gonna be like oh you can't talk to me like that like stupid yeah it's he he has no way of defending himself and obviously again we were able to watch this entire season he's able to see everything jen's able to see everything there's no way that he comes into this and defends himself in a good way that makes him look better the only thing he could do is sit out and i was able to put my feelings of ryan aside obviously we know how we feel about ryan we know what we think about ryan and what we've seen he would have gotten nowhere being on that set. Zero. So I had no issues. I actually looked at that and said, that's the first smart move that Ryan's made the entire time. And you know what? It's easy to make smart moves. Put on a nice clean shirt that doesn't have 15 fucking decals on it. Don't, you probably would look okay. Don't wear a denim jacket. Or, you that's know, wear a shirt. Wear a shirt would be a that's good a start. Great start. That's a good start. Stop shopping at Ed Hardy. Yep. And Affliction. Yep. That's another good start. It's a great start. But I got to ask you, genuinely. Do you think after watching the entire season and after watching Jen handle herself, because in my opinion, watching Jen, I don't like she doesn't strike me as a liar, honestly. Like she seems pretty upfront about stuff. She's been she hasn't been like caught in a moment where she's like tongue tied, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Do you think that it was physical before the marriage with Will ended? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I do. I, I, I still, still do. do but I just don't think that. Jen can do a whole lot. I mean, there's nothing she can do to to sway that opinion. She tried her hardest in the beginning and we kind of knew what she was doing right away when she starts talking about the emotional affair, kind of clearing the air because look, I mean, if anybody's seen any little bit of housewives, you know how it's going to work. Skeletons in the closet always come out. Always. Now I do like how they finally were able to juxtapose it to Shannon's stuff with John. Thank God. Where Gina popped off and said, look, She's not talking about any of this. At some point, and we've talked about it before, you have to let Jen just live in her relationship. We have said our piece. Every single person on this set, whether it was a nice thing to say or coming from a good place or a bad place, everybody has said their piece. Everybody has shared their fucking opinion on Jen's relationship. At some point, she's an adult woman. She's a grown woman. Let her fucking live out in her her relationship. She now has all this information. She's going to keep digging, obviously. And we'll see what the fuck happens. But shut up. Like, this isn't a storyline for you to just jump on board, as opposed to what Shannon was doing, where she's spewing every little detail of her relationship and all the bad things, and now she doesn't want to talk about it. Nobody's going after Shannon the same way. As soon as Heather starts, everybody flips out. So it's just not the same thing. They're not playing on, like, an even battlefield at this point. Jen just needs to go do her relationship, and everybody else just needs to get out of the way. What's weird to me about the whole thing is if Ryan is this man that they're all painting him out to be, right? He's the scumbag, whatever. Why is Jen catching all the shit for it? Why are they so mean to her about it? Like They shouldn't be mean to her. No, they should be like just 
this conversation should have went once from each of the women that are close to Jen, not Emily, who just met Jen, not some of the newbies that don't really know Jen. Like, you know what it is? It's Tamara, though. It is. She's Jen. the denominator know. for everything. Absolutely. She starts every little everything that's being mean towards Jen. Look, I understand if Emily wants to step in and be like, my mom heard that he was hooking up with this girl and like, it, it's just uncomfortable. I just want you to know about that, blah, 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 whatever. Say that once then and that's stop. okay. Stay, say it once and stop. Tamara pushes it and stirs it and stirs it and stirs it because Tamara realized early on, this is going to be like one of my main storylines. We're just going to go attack this woman. Because she doesn't have anything yeah. interesting going on in her own life. And because Jen hasn't gone after them. not fucking interesting. Like that's business closed. Jen wasn't vindictive about it too. She could have been. She could have gone after and just spewed out some cheating rumors for all of their husbands she because didn't. guess what? You live in OC. There's cheating rumors everywhere. Everybody's got cheating rumors. There was cheating rumors for Terry and Heather. Yeah, that's, and then yeah. we had the whole picture at uh, Disneyland or wherever <laughs> the fuck they were. The they talked about one. that, but once it starts into, look, Tamara is a cheater. How did how did she meet Eddie? She was dating Simon. She was exactly she was fucking. She was with Simon, and now you went on to Eddie, and like it's just it's so annoying to just watch like the duplicitous nature of this whole group. And feel like they all feel like winners at the end of this. That's the most annoying part. But what drives me nuts, but it's confirmation, honestly, because they're talking about whether or not it was physical, whatever. And then they, the break comes up inevitably. Were they on a break? Were they not on a break? We've already given our thoughts on that. It's a two-week window. If you had some strange lined up within that two-week period of you guys not dating, that means it was ongoing. There's no denying that. I do believe that the texting was going on frequently. There was dick pics. There's yeah, unless there's... it's a hooker, you got it lined up, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but Jen says specifically, when did the takedown start? Like, when did the takedown happen? Tamara responds. She says, when the cheating happened. It's like, oh, so you are trying to take her down, you mm -hmm. fucking weirdo. Like, why would you admit to that in that moment? When, and when the cheating happened was a year ago a when year this ago. show was not filming. Correct. So you waited until the cameras started to roll to take her down. After bringing her I on the show. A storyline for yourself. So, like, you're just admitting to all of this. Yeah. And then when you get caught in your lie, that's when she starts to backpedal and she gets rattled so fast and i fucking love it i love people that can't keep their shit together yeah it's it funny. makes me smile like genuinely i'm smiling ear to ear when this happens because jen goes in on her she's like i was your fucking friend and then she goes yeah until the affair it's like why what what dog do you have in this fight like here's my thing all right if you are upset and disappointed with your friend then have a conversation about that if you are uncomfortable continuing the friendship because of the affair then tell her that that's okay. If you don't agree with what she did and you can't stand by it and you don't want to continue that friendship, fine. But you can't put on a mask and then carry the friendship along to then drag her on the show for a fucking storyline to try to make yourself look better. And so you have content for your shitty podcast. Like that's all she was doing. So now Jen finally, finally goes stands in on Tamara and stands up for herself and she gets rattled. She goes, you're a fucking cheater. Jen goes, you're a fucking cheater. And then she loses her shit. And she just says, fuck you. You're a shitty person, blah, blah, blah. Like she goes off the rails. There's nothing of context in her insults now. No, now it's she's the a same stuff kid on the playground. Like you're stupid. No, you're stupid. But that's what she did with Heather too. I know we saw when that. Heather was able to collect herself and have a private conversation with everybody that Tamara was trying to spin against Heather. Heather did the same thing. Tamara took out of her own power walked over to Heather to try to figure out what the fuck was going on and stand up for herself. Yep. And as soon as it started, 
Tamara just starts saying like the same four or five words. That's it. She's got no substance to it. She can only play behind closed doors. She can only do things to try to take people down individually. She never can perform in in front of a big group like that. She has to have a plan. But that's why I loved it. That's why I loved it. This entire time we were so annoyed at the way that Tamara was doing things because we knew what she was doing the entire fucking season. She finally has to do something for herself. Her cronies over there aren't even paying attention. No, they actually... Shannon is like so inside of her own head. She's out of it. She has no idea what's going on. Emily defends Jen. Yeah. Emily literally defends Jen in that moment. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And like sticks up for her briefly. And like, that's nice to see because it's just a simple thing of like... Could have done that all season, Em. Could have done that all season, but... Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. The best part, you literally see her entire playbook play out in three minutes. And this is, it's cyclical. It's how she operates the minute that she gets checked, the minute that she doesn't have a good comeback, then she starts to try to reel it in to try to like settle things mm-hmm. down briefly. And she's like, I don't care that you cheated. It's like, well, you just called her a fucking cheater and a shitty person because of the cheating. So which one is it, Tamara? Do you not care? Or is it the worst thing in the world and you can't be friends with this person because you're playing both sides of the field? You're not friends with her. You've no, told us before. You're, you're not. not friends with her. And then fast forward a few minutes, just a little bit longer. And then she goes, you're an amazing person, Jen. And now she brings it back. And we see this over the course of the season, right? When she had shit with Shannon, it blows up. And then you have this very emotional moment where they're both crying. I love you so much. And I can't be, I can't go on without our friendship. And I'm so sorry for everything I said. That might work with Shannon. That that doesn't work with with normal people. It's not going to work with Jen, especially because Jen's had it. And thank God, like, that's the one thing, another like positive for Jen is she doesn't believe it. Like, she doesn't buy into the bullshit that Tamara is spewing like the other girls in this group have in the past. And I guess what was so vindicating for me about the last episode with Heather was, like, it's so easy to logically pick apart all the bullshit that Tamara does. It's just people get caught up in the moment. I I do think it's like, oh, I'm hanging with the cool kid. Yeah. It's definitely that. Where the other girl's like, oh, I'm like, Tamara likes me now? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to listen to everything she has to say. But when you use logic and evidence, it's like, oh, Nothing she says has any substance. What an idiot. And the last thing I want to talk about before we move on to Heather, the most damning evidence and the most, like the biggest bombshell that they have to drop on Jen that Tamara has is these text messages. She pulls out receipts that Jen's already read. And look, they're extremely damning. Yeah. But it doesn't really do anything to further this narrative or further Tamara's argument because we arrive at the same destination that we've been at all season. Mm -hmm. Jen is going to be with this man. 
She has decided, like, regardless of everything she's seen, she is sticking with it because he makes her happy. Is it going to end tragically? Probably. It's probably not going to turn out great. I don't wish that on anybody. Like, maybe by some stroke of luck, this man did figure it out. All signs point to no, especially with these text messages. But that's the thing. Why are you so fucking invested? What is I would it? get it if they were actually friends. They're not. And she again, made it like, very she clear. She has dismissed the friendship so many times that it's like, okay, now you're just weird. If you were actually friends, at least ride that that feeling of this is a really important friend to me and I do not want to see her in this relationship anymore and I'm getting really frustrated so I started talking shit about your relationship to other people so that maybe you would finally live it down and you would figure it the fuck out. No, Logic. that's not what you're doing. Nope. You've said that you're not friends with her so the minute that you get invested in her relationship like a weirdo, you're a fucking weirdo. That's all you are or you can finally admit that you just want to do this for a storyline for the TV show that you were unpaused from. That should the entire show be paused again. Be arguably because of you. Like, yeah. that's the funniest part. If you look back on, like, what made this season a disaster. I would love to see what this Tamara. season looked like without Tamara. I would, too. And, like, it, it's so funny because we're obviously going to pick it apart here and there and, and with every little detail. Most of it comes back on Tamara. All the negative things that we hate about this show Tamara. started with Tamara, Tamara and Central. spiraled into so many different things. If she's agree. not on this show, I, look, it might be boring as hell. That could be a possibility. But at least I would like to know what it's like because I feel like we never really got to figure out who anybody was because they were just constantly but I guess in some was... sort of fight that Tamara pushed. But I guess that was the last three seasons that we didn't watch. I guess, you know? yeah. So bring back Vicky full time. She was more enjoyable know. to watch than Tam. I don't know. I mean, obviously, just like we, we do not know how to fix. I think the only way to fix this is pause, reboot. Yeah, see you pause later. boot. We yep. talked about that, but let's move on. We get to Taylor comes out on stage. She looks great. Props there, and we start to talk about the the Heather versus Taylor shit that went on. And look, was Heather condescending? Yes, without a doubt. They play the scene again, and she does do the oh, that's so cute kind of thing to her. And then I guess we get another clip where, or we didn't get a clip, but Taylor's like, yeah. And then you were like, where's Oklahoma? And she's like, I'm bad with geography. It's like, no, you know what you were doing there as well. She's not Magellan. She's not Magellan. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't have to be Magellan to know that Oklahoma, even if you don't Magellan know. Magellan was a sailor. Spot. He did not have to deal with land. He didn't know where Oklahoma was either. Nope. Actually, funny you say that. Good point. Hey, wow. Hey, you sounds smart. But from what I gather from like their whole interaction, their whole relationship, whatever. And Taylor had an issue with her saying that she's. She doesn't support other females. I think that this is who Heather is. I think she's going to say some shit like that. I do think that she meant it to be kind of snarky. I don't think it was the end of the world. And I think that the best way I can paint it is Heather can give it. She doesn't take it very well. Yeah, I, you know, I think that's a Yeah, people go back at her. Then she gets like and I think Emily said that last week or the week prior where she's like, you need to stop being so sensitive because everything that happens to her it is like the end of the world. That being said, she was on a trip for four days where it was literally let's pick on Heather the whole time. So there's kind of this. That weird was towards the end ground. of the season, though. The Montana thing happened, and it was like, all right, like yeah, not that big I, of a deal. I get it. Look again, it was still Tamara centric because she's talking about the IMDb page and talking about the 19th century or whatever the fuck she, she said. About. She hasn't done anything the 1900s. So yeah, I, I understand that. It just it does feel like Heather just can't be the butt of a joke no we can remove that from the cancun trip because the cancun trip was not the butt of a joke no she was front and center for the tomatoes being thrown at her yeah it was really an, it, it was, was annoying actually and then back to the 1900s comment andy calls her out and says 
why did you claim you didn't say that? And she then she goes with that. It wasn't malicious. It's like, oh, it wasn't. You said she hadn't done anything since the 1900s. And then the group laughs at your shitty joke. And then that wasn't malicious. Once again, backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. Yep. No, Andy, I love her. I didn't mean anything. But like, get the fuck out of here. I'm so sick of it. I'm so glad we only have one more episode of it. But then lo and behold, it started with Taylor versus Heather. But now we're back at Tamara versus Heather because Tamara brings up a fact that when Heather was in the airport in Montana or after the Montana trip, she ran into one of her old producers on the show and said to her, get me off this fucking show. Right. And Tamara uses that as like, I love when she suddenly now is like the victim. She's Mm -hmm. like, you know how disrespectful that is to us? It's like, one, you just got back here. Okay. Two, you called all of these women losers, implying that you are too good for them. So which one is it? Is it that you are insulted by her not wanting to be a part of it anymore or that you're too cool for the show? No, honestly, I think that I wish that Heather had leaned into it, though, because we all were able to see Heather's been checked out the entire season. Maybe yeah. that Montana trip, it's like, okay, let's see where this goes. Interesting. After yeah. that trip, Heather didn't give a shit. She was selling her house. All the nice moments, all the fun moments that we saw about Heather was with her and Terry, her and her family. Which I enli- I really which liked. Which was great. Yeah. I, that was a nice reprieve from all the bullshit. By the way, glad glad Terry's okay. He's yeah, no, yeah, that's hope. really good for He's Terry. Okay, thank God. Um, but that being said, I understand why she wants to be off the show. Everybody who's watching this, and I can't imagine what it's like to be in it because you know where the storylines are going to go, especially if you've been on a show for as long as she's been on the show, for as long as Tamara's been on the show. You know how this season's going, and you don't like the direction. It's already kind of in the basement of Bravo. They tried to bring it back with Tamara. You can tell it's not working that well. It's not fun. Nobody's enjoying themselves. It's just an absolute shitstorm the whole time. So I get it. You came back from Montana. You were high energy because people were making fun of your career if you will and that's kind of where you were you wanted to get the fuck off the show you wanted to get back into acting you want to do this or that and whatever i don't care lean into that don't act like no it was just a joke and do the tamra excuse lean into it be like yeah this show stinks i know you can't do that i know i know you can't do that on the reunion with andy sitting right next to you but at the same time see you can say i didn't like the direction of this show that montana trip was awful and everybody was just pointing fingers at each other and there was too much going on i didn't want to be a part of it see i actually appreciate when she says i'm very grateful for this platform and like everything is given to me at least she like played that card yeah but what i don't get and we get an emily chime in and that's all emily did this episode was just chime in she had chime in here chime in there and she lost me entirely i liked her for the majority of the season the last like Eh. four or five episodes i was out and then after the reunion i just i don't like her at all but she gets upset about the fact that tamra Tamara makes a comment about her not being a real attorney. And maybe we go back to the clip and she says, she's not even a practicing attorney guys. And she says it with a condescending tone. It was implied to be rude. It was belittling her career instead of turning to Tamara and being like, Hey, what the fuck? She looks at Heather and goes, why didn't you take up for me in that moment? And if you look at the scene, Heather does, she's like, isn't, yeah, she did. She did. She practiced. Mm-hmm. Like, hasn't she practiced recently? At some point during the season, Emily's head went so far up Tamara's ass. And I have no idea when it happened. Like, I cannot pinpoint it because cool I, I felt the same way. Ha- Emily in the beginning was nice. She was refreshing. She was she spoke her mind pretty much the entire time. And then at some point, she just stopped. She didn't give us anything on screen for pretty much the rest of the season. And now in this reunion, like you said, she's not going after Tamara, the one who made the comment. She's not going after the culprit ever. She's only going after Heather. She's so stuck in there. She's scared. And I, it, she's, she's scared of Tamara. Scared, but like, what are you scared? Like, I, I know that next week it looks like Heather's scared of Tamara, 
maybe there's a reason and it's probably because she just spews rumors and lies and shit everywhere and just like kicks up whatever i i, I don't get it maybe that's what they're scared of but why do you want to be on a show with somebody that you have to be scared of in that way and i don't get that all you have to do is look at how this is going you can rattle her like that but the last thing is gina versus shannon and Shannon just needs to sit there and take this one because she fucked up royally by bringing the CPS comment up by implying that the kids were going to be taken by Child Protective Services. As Emily says later on, there is no lower you can go than implying that your children are going to be taken from you because you're an unfit mother via DUI. And that's exactly what Shannon did. So instead of sitting there and going, that was a huge mistake. I don't even remember it. I was so drunk. I'm so sorry. She tries to defend herself as to why she said it. And then she says, I already apologized. Just fucking do it again, man. Just say, I am so sorry. That was appalling. I would never say that intentionally. I was too drunk. My bad, Gina. Or don't say anything and let Gina get it out of her system and then say sorry. Did you like the disclaimer? I thought it was. Yeah, I, I actually wrote it down. I, <laughs> it's funny you brought that up. Yeah, I did see the disclaimer, and I, I was curious if that was in reference to Gina's DUI or because we now know that Shannon recently got a DUI or if it was in reference to getting so drunk that you forget that you said stupid shit. Uh, I think what it is is because they do the disclaimers at the end of like episodes when people have like mental health issues or drinking problems or whatever. They always throw that in there. Like, yeah. if you know, somebody that has that a, a mid episode, like, whatever it was mid episode is right before that segment. I think it was because we just want to cover all of our bases because it never really got into like, I thought I was expecting Gina to make a comment about Shannon's DUI or not, well, not her DUI, but you drink all the time. What happens if you get behind the car? Are they going to take away? Like oh. if she like made a comment like that, I'm like, Oh shit, maybe they're going to do something. Wow. And it wasn't anything like that. So I, I was a little surprised by it. I think it's really just Bravo covering their asses. That's just a good saying point. like, Hey, we're going to talk about DUI stuff here. It's a little ironic that Shannon's the one who's giving it to Gina about her DUI four years ago or whatever the fuck it was. But, you know, we're, we're just going to cover all of our bases here. Well, the whole thing is just weird. Like, Shannon, not only does she not apologize, she tries to, like, spin zone it and then gets mad at Jen for stirring the pot because Jen told Gina about the comment. One, it's housewives. That's what you do. Like, you use those things against each other. Housewives are not. You, that's what I'm you saying. You make that comment. You, that's what, yeah. yeah. If, you deserve that. You abs- If you're going to say that shit, then the person that you said it about deserves to know that you made that comment because that is bullshit. You can't bring that shit up and just say sorry. But all she does is highlight the fact that she has been so kind to her over the years. And Gina makes a really good point. I thought this was the best showing from Gina I've ever seen. She was on point. Her arguments were good. She says that Shannon weaponizes kindness. The fact that all she, I didn't realize all she did to help her with the DUI was give her a phone number. Yeah. Four and a half years ago. The funny thing about Gina is our biggest issue with her towards the end of the season was that she was being too, she was trying to be friends with everybody. Right. She wasn't getting, and obviously she would have like some backup comments here and there or whatever. But for the most part, she wasn't really pushing any waves. You could tell early on, though, that she was kind of settling in next to Heather pretty early. Anytime that somebody said something about Heather, she was there to back her up. She was always agreeing with whatever Heather was saying to the other side of the couch. So I don't know what happened. Now, obviously, we did get um, a little snippet. I I forget if she posted this on Instagram or some sort of comment on Twitter. She said, I really value my friendship with Heather. So I think she finally drew her line in the sand. And that's a good thing. 
because how many times did we want her to jump in during Cancun when everybody was going after Heather? It looked like Gina kind of did that at some point in time. She grew a spine. She chose a friend who's actually good for her, not the other side of the room, because they are not good for anybody. That whole couch sucks. That whole couch is terrible. Yeah. Nobody should be friends with those that people. That whole couch is the reason this show sucks. It, it really is. Like, get rid of that entire side of the room. You can keep Taylor, I guess, whatever. I kind of want to see what she does, because I actually like Taylor. She's not part of that couch. But she's not part of that couch, exactly. She came in late, and she left. But Gina, like you said, was completely on point this whole time. I think she absolutely deconstructed Shannon and it goes to show you what kind of friend Tamara is. This is your best friend over here. Tamara didn't step in. Not a word. Not a fucking peep from Tamara to go defend her friend. Not even a peep to like jump in and do what she was doing all season and join Gina because Gina's winning. Let me go join the winner and double down on what's going on here. Nope. I'm not going to say a word. You're not a good friend. You could have at least in the middle of it just said like Emily had at one point in time. Just apologize for that. It's fine. Just apologize for what you said. It was wrong to do. Nope. Shannon just keeps burying and burying and burying. And Gina was absolutely destroying her. And it was good to see. I don't care. Disclaimer aside, she deserved what she got in that moment, getting absolutely picked apart. Without a doubt. And I'm going to finish this segment uh, to make Sutton happy. I'm just going to simply say Tamara's a dickhead. Tamara is a dickhead. Boom. Shout out Sutton. (laughs) But that takes us to Ross Lick, and what a good episode. What a good start to the season. I know we do this all the time, but it really is. It's a it's a great start. Monica is quickly becoming a favorite housewife of mine. She's so interesting. She's I can't great. tell. Sometimes I don't know if I like her or dislike her, but she brings such a different element to a show. I think that's the perfect balance of a housewife. Is it should be, yeah. Love, hate. Right? Yeah, you know what it is? I can't tell if I like her or dislike her, but I always want her on the screen. There, that's yeah. a good way to put yeah. it. That's a good way to put it. But we start out with uh, Meredith and Roboseth. That's what I write in my book now. Roboseth. Roboseth. Um, and they're going over the trip to Palm Springs and just kind of recapping. And it's important that we set the stage with this scene because it's the first reference of this episode of the Angie rumor that we've been hearing about. But it paints a very quick picture of the Meredith pattern. We've seen this over the course of each season. I know that last year was your first season, so your only evidence is to watch what she did to Lisa Barlow last season, right? We get these rumors. I don't know where I heard it. I don't know if it's true. I can't say it, but I'm going to say it eventually. So we set the stage with that. And then the next scene is Lisa and Meredith are back together, and they're getting some facials done. And Lisa lets us know that she is going to have a an apre no ski party. Mm-hmm. I thought it was apre vita when we got there, though, because there was a thing on the wall. That said well, I think vita. it was just important for her to say that we're not going to go skiing because then Mary wouldn't go. Oh, I didn't. I don't actually think that. I just think, think it's, that's what it is. I, I think it's important to say, hey, you know, choose fashion over function because we're not actually going to go skiing. Very specific. Yeah, and then obviously, if there was skiing involved, Mary would be like, Mary yeah, be out, Mary be out, but. I did like the fact that she just immediately invites Monica. She doesn't play that stupid game that Meredith tried to play with mm-hmm. Angie and Palm Springs. Like you, First and foremost, you're all castmates. You have to invite them. Second, it's just a dumb move always. Like always invite it them. It always comes party. back to bite you in the ass and you always look like the idiot. Mm-hmm. When Even if you're the one who's right in that argument. Doesn't matter. Which I don't think I, I think they're both fine. I, I don't really have an issue. I don't I don't have a front runner in that argument. Oh, I do. It, you have Monica. Yeah, I, I don't really care either way because Lisa Barlow is who Lisa Barlow is. That's and that's what she's going to well. do. Uh, look, I, I, I don't really Lisa have an Barlow. issue with it because she's on TV. Maybe if she was a person that I hung out with on the regular and she was doing that, I'd get infuriated. Oh, yeah. But 
that being said, she's on TV, so I really do not care. Well, we'll get to that. Just inviting Monica is definitely the right move. It sends a message to the rest of the group. I don't really care. You can come. Yeah, no, it's a smart move. Yeah. And moving on from there, we get Monica with Whitney. And I I have a, a bone to pick. Not even a bone to pick. It's more just, have you ever noticed how women greet each other when they walk in the room? You look so gorgeous. Like when we see, do, yeah. like the housewives, when they see each other enter the room, it's always a big compliment about how they I look. I think it's housewives, dude. If you think about it, like when Why Dev, when Dev sees her friends, they, they look so you cute. Look so you look so nice. Beautiful. Wow, that's a really nice shirt. Why don't yeah. we do that? We can start doing that. I want to start doing that. Can we We're start made fun of though? That's fine. That's the problem. I mean, I tell dudes that like, like our friends, I'll be like, oh, you look good. But like, it's very subtle and it's never like when next time you walk in a room, I'm going to be elated and be like, oh my God, you look beautiful. Okay. We'll see. You don't think I will? <laughs> no, I know you will. Yeah, you know I will. But Monica and Whitney, this is a weird interaction. And this is just like Whitney's weird. Like she's just weird because she's going over the the Palm Springs trip and she just flat out says to Monica, like, I saw some red flags with you. I pretty much don't know if we can continue to be friends. And Monica's like, well, because I checked my friends because they were being assholes. And Whitney's like, yeah, like, this is how you treat your friends? Like, maybe I don't. No, I think Whitney, Whitney kind of made a good point. I don't think so you at all. You don't think so at all? No. Uh, well, Whitney talks too much for it to actually be a good point. But at the core of it, <laughs> I think that it's actually a pretty good point. And I think I said this last week or the week before. Monica's now on the show. She was friends with Angie. She, she was friends with whoever. And she turns on them, and it looked a little weird, dude. I I know that she was calling out Angie for the right thing, right? Like it's but maybe you just kind of stand by. Like if she was actually friends with Angie, you don't just jump on her and, and to a woman that you don't know in Meredith I, and start going after her okay, like here's, that. There's a middle ground. Then did she come on too strong? Maybe, maybe was she incorrect that like Angie? No, what no. the fuck? You look like an idiot right now. No, she was not incorrect. That's what I mean. But so airing like, it out in front of everybody instead of like taking her. Yeah. All right. So maybe there's a there's a gray area. That's what here. I think that's what Whitney means. Like it it is kind of weird. You did just get into this group and you're already burning your bridges with your friends that got you in the group. At the same time to go hang out with the cool kids. At the same time, she's checking her friends because they're being assholes, which I always appreciate. And also for Whitney to flat out say, like, this is a red flag. I do not know if we can be friends. I'm sitting there going, What the fuck? And Monica's like starts to get defensive. And I don't like when people do this, like well, now I can sense they're getting defensive. It's like, yeah, you just kind of checked her. Well, yeah, so now yeah I don't like that she did that either. So now you can't pull back. Well, it is like, kind of funny, though, too, because I just refer to them as the cool kids. And Meredith is apparently part of the cool kids. Oh, God. I don't yeah, see you a fun. But she did point out, like, you, it looked like you're trying to suck up to Heather and Meredith. Monica stands by everything she said. I appreciate that. What I appreciate the most out of this scene, and this might actually turn into one of the most flourishing friendships in the history of housewives between these two, because Monica is the way that she is. And she goes, I appreciate the honesty. And she's the same way with Mary. We see that later where yep. Mary just says off the wall shit. And she's like, I love it Yeah, because of the way that Whitney is. And she just will like from left field, seemingly just drop a bomb that does not fit. But Monica's able to hear it and be like, no, you know what? Thank you for coming to me about it. We're cool. And they kind of move forward. You know what it is? It's not hypocritical at all. Right. She is the opposite of whatever the opposite of hypocritical is. I don't really know what the word is. Hypocritical. Hypocritical. Hip hop apotamus. Hip hop apotamus critical. Um, but she, she, like you said, she just took it in stride and she was able to say, 
yeah, you know what? I did that. I checked my friends just like you're checking me right now. I would appreciate it if I was in Angie's shoes and I had a friend that checked me in that moment. I'm appreciating it now because you're checking me and I'm able to explain myself. Let's move forward. I did get a little defensive, but you know what? I don't think you're coming from a bad place, so I'm going to explain this to you and we're going to be good. Yeah. And I think Whitney was even taken back. Like, what the fuck is this? Because usually when Whitney does that and she just drops a bomb, which I think housewives in general, they try to make a splash sure. and they drop things. I don't think Whitney does that. No, I think I, it just I think like pops into her head. Something pops just, into like, her head and she just says it. Vomit. Yep, yeah. Exactly. And, and I think that if, I think Monica already realizes that's who Whitney is. I don't think, I, I don't know, flourishing friendship. I think that Monica's just going to be herself no matter what. And that's kind of what my takeaway I was. too, but I think it's going to like weirdly work with Whitney because like she's not going to get upset when, because Whitney will say that shit to her friends. Yeah. She'll just say some random shit, and you're like, whoa, where the fuck did that come yeah. from? Yeah, she did it to Heather like 10 times last year. I know, year. that's really what funny. I'm saying. You're like, whoa, like you you guys could, could be honestly. having a great time, and then she just like takes it upon herself in the middle of them laughing. With like, yeah, didn't you have sex with your friend's husband or something like that? And you're like, what? Where did that, that didn't happen? That's not a No, word. no, I know, yeah. But like it comes out of nowhere, and so I think that with Monica's disposition, it might turn into a great friendship, but. Whitney warns Monica about Meredith and just says, look, she has a history of the rumor mill. She brings things up when she feels slighted. She seems like she has this big grenade to drop. Just watch yourself, which is honestly really good advice when it comes to Meredith. Incredible advice, incredible foreshadowing. And I think this is when housewives are at their best when it feels scripted. Oh, yeah. And it's not. And you no, can tell that it's not. absolutely not. But it feels like, whoa. It follows you were like able, a formula. Yeah, there's a formula in there. But like. You were able to go from that trip where Meredith loses her shit mm -hmm. and you and I are sitting here talking about like, yeah, this is what Meredith does. She's going to start a rumor. She feels like she's cornered. She's going to just throw this out there and just see what happens. And it always kind of does this thing and you can see it kind of happening. Start the episode that way. Move into Whitney and Monica talking. Whitney warns Monica. And then, boom, there it happens. Like, it's crazy the way that it goes step A, step B, step C. A little exposition, a little climax. And it feels organic the entire yeah. time. Like, that's, I feel like, when housewives are at their best. That's a really good way to put it. It's a really good way to put it. And then we jump immediately to Whitney and Justin. Justin's going back to work. He had a one-year no-compete clause, which, God, it must be nice to get fired from your job. And have a one-year non-compete, and that means you just aren't going to work for a year. Oh, and he got like a severance package and probably got yeah, paid for 18 man. months. He's probably still getting paid from his last employer. And he's just chilling. And he's taking a new job, so he's going to double-dip in income, yep. too. You know, no shame. No shade there. But Justin's going back to work. And this is where, again, I had one thought and feeling when the scene started. And then when it ended, I was like, oh, okay, never mind. I literally wrote, never mind. Justin's an idiot, too, is what I wrote down in my notebook. <laughs> <laughs> because it starts out. And they're both going back to, or he's going back to work full time. She's working full time with Whitney Rose, um, or Rose Beauty, or Wild beauty company. Wild Horse. Thank you. And she's got her beauty company. She's running another company as well. I'm not positive what that one is, but the point being, they're both going to be working full time jobs. Who's going to take the kids? Blah blah blah. Justin out of the gate goes, well, I'm not going to be able to drop their pick them up from school, but I'll be able to drop them off, which is not the end of the world. You can figure out somebody to pick them up at the end of the day. I feel like he is, I don't know if it's compromising. There are school buses out there. There are school buses. Yeah. But the other thing is like, why are you having this conversation for the first time in front of your children? Yeah. Like maybe hash this shit out beforehand. Yep. One, two, Whitney immediately gets like, feels slighted by it. She's like, well, whoa, like you're going back to work. So I immediately take the back seat. 
And I'm sure it could feel like that, especially because it's the man going back to work. So she feels like, oh, now it's a step into like the traditional woman role, which is not fair at all and shouldn't be the way. But I was confused because it just, it came up so fast. And I was like, well, he did say he'd drop them off. He just can't pick them up. Maybe you guys should figure it out before we're labeling things a certain way yeah. until the scene ends. And Justin's like, well, I really don't know. And I'm like, oh, you're dumb too. Like you guys just have no idea what to do here. Like nobody knows. <laughs> There's so many fucking options. And one, why is this the first you're talking about? That's this? what I'm saying. Did you not realize that you were going back to work? Tomorrow? Did, like both, both parts. <laughs> You've had a Whitney, year, Justin. Whitney doesn't realize that you're going back full time, which means that things are going to change. You don't realize you're going back to full time. So things are going to change. You're not having this discussion at all. Not the once. day before your first day at work, you have a nice little cake for your first day going back no, to you're work. You're literally going to work the next day. I think that's the funniest part is Whitney planned on having a nice little cake to celebrate you going back to work, but you didn't discuss the logistics of that. It's crazy. It's and so funny. That's why I wrote. No, and Never you know mind. what? Maybe they, well, I, I don't know what's going on with them right now. I know there's some rumors out there, but oh, yeah. look, it looks like it works because neither of them are on the same wavelength. They, they just have, don't understand what's going on at all times. But it, it literally cracked me up because like, I put my own foot in my mouth because at the end of the scene, I was just like, oh, never mind. Wow. You guys are hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like four incomes coming in now. I think you can just pay somebody to go pick up the kids Get or something. I, look, I don't know. And this is going to take us into our next thing. I just talked about school buses. Are rich kids in Salt Lake City that go or Park City, wherever the hell they are, that go on school buses, are they going to get bullied? Maybe. Oh, I don't know. The other rich kids like, oh, you take the school bus. I don't know because I feel and this is like an Uber. There's look the point being there's options, but we get a quick check in with Angie and her her. Look, we love family scenes regardless. We've hated people on the show and still giving them credit like Giselle when we were watching Potomac, like she was having a miserable season. But seeing her with her daughters, we gave her so much credit where we're like, she's such a good mom. She's so caring for her daughter. She clearly loves them a lot. Like even in a season where I hated her, I was like, I, I still will give props or props. Sure, yeah. Right. And I'm not trying to shit on Angie's family dynamic at all. All I'm saying is that scene and the scenes with her husband and daughter always seem so scripted and produced. Like, hey, you guys are going to be playing. Yeah, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come in here and play slapjack with you. And we're going to like, ha ha. And it was like, I even literally... then she was talking about stories. Like, do you remember when we used to play games and I used to like, let you win because you were going to cry if you didn't win. It's like, I, it's not helping. No, it's anything. Really not. It's just, I actually was thinking during that scene. All right, enough of the Angie with her family. I don't, really I do wrote. not care. Well, I didn't realize that she, obviously Sean's going to be a major part of this thing moving I forward. That's why they threw that in there. Yeah. So it's like, uh, all right, like we have to get to know Sean before we get this big bombshell that but drops at the end of the episode. All we know is that they're, oh, light bulb. What? That was to highlight the fact that they're lacking intimacy to make the rumors seem that much harder here. Uh, okay. That's yeah. exactly what it was. They're not having sex. So when we drop this rumor later, it's going to seem like much more plausible because they are lacking intimacy in their marriage. That's what it was. Okay. I love light bulb moments. Yeah, it is a good light bulb moment, but her family scenes are uncomfortable. No, I literally wrote, why even shoot this scene? I'm actually happy that we got to the bottom. Okay, that's, good. That's, that's honestly, right. that was. Because I was uncomfy. Shoot. Yep, that's what it was. On the opposite end of the spectrum, Heather and her daughters, this, what a lovely scene. What a lovely scene. Caring mother, she's trying to, they're getting bullied because of the book, which I would love to see Mormon bullying, which was not what I thought it was going to be at all. They're making cookies with the C word on them. Like, whoa, what a level of bullying I didn't even think existed. Like, you're going to take the time to bake 
these girls cookies. And then I, then of course my stupid brain, I'm like, wait, were they C U N T cookies individually? So if you put them together or did it just say the C word on the cookie, like what was the dynamic of the cookie? And could you imagine being like, I'm going to shit on you. I made you a box of cookies. They're delicious. Oh, you know, what'd be funny though is if you changed it up instead of using sugar, you use salt. Oh, yeah, I guess, but that's still not. You're still like going through the process of baking. Cookies. I feel like, like you're you're not. It's hard to be a bully and bake cookies. I know. Like, that's I what I'm. Imagine, that's right? that's yeah. my point. Yeah. Is like that's your level of bully. It's like, hi, I got you. Here's a delicious Snickerdoodle that says <laughs> the c word on it, which I would probably just hand out to people. Be like, here you go. Yeah, I would eat it. <laughs> but they take it so well. Like the two girls are so well acclimated and emotionally intelligent. They're like, mom. These people are miserable. They have their own traumas. They're just trying to deflect on us. It's honestly funny that we live this rent-free in their heads. Like, no, we're fine. We actually don't want you to get more involved because it, it that would make it more difficult on us because we're fine. Yep. But I love that Heather checks in. I love that Heather takes it seriously. I love that the girls are so, one, communicative with her, and two, are able to articulate, one, how they're feeling, and also to dive through all the bullshit they're getting at school and be like, yeah, it's pretty stupid that a bunch of kids are picking on us because you stepped out of the church. Like what a dumb premise. To- yeah. I mean, her kids seem so mature. And I actually, again, like, I think you said that you really like this scene. It was a good dynamic between the two of them. Like just because they are really adult and mature and able to take it in stride and say that it's not that bad anymore. And it was a little bit bad when it started off, but now it's like, whatever they're baking us cookies. So it can't be that bad. Heather still feels really bad. Yeah. And it's a nice, like, weak moment to see Heather, who had a terrible season last year. She's killing it. She this year. is awesome this year. Yeah, she's she's great. she found her role. She went right back to where she hits the ball out of the park pretty much every single time. And she gets to have moments like this. Like, this is a great season for Heather so far. She's doing and it. getting more family, which is actually the one thing that I feel like was lacking last year. I we agree. didn't see her daughters at all last no, year, I don't think. And I don't know if that so was a choice, maybe because it could the book have been was because of what out. was going on with the book. Yeah, maybe they they were in a bad place when the bullying was happening. Yeah, maybe that There's could a lot be part of, of it. There, but it is crazy to me. I think like now the funny thing about bullying is going to be like, oh yeah, I saw your mom on OnlyFans. Oh, like that's got to be happening now. If that's what's going on in the Mormon church, it's like, oh, yeah, your mom wrote a book. We read the whole book together as a family. It's like, okay, thanks for the donation. Yeah, we baked you cookies, yeah, you bitch. I just, <laughs> I just got a bigger house because you bought my book. Thanks. Right. Like, you can turn it into so many different things. the best fuck you. It, it, was a, it was a really good scene that I didn't think that we needed right away. Obviously, we got a little skiing in there. Love to see some skiing. And then we have that. And it was a nice little breakdown. And I was happy with it. Yep. Yep. But that takes us to the Apre No Ski Party. And here's my my issue with Lisa this season. And you said you don't mind it. I don't mind flaunting the money. I don't mind living extravagantly. That is why we watch a lot of these shows. I get that. I'm here for it. My issue is when she says things like, this is a byproduct of working hard. Okay. I get that you worked your ass off for Vita. I get you want to enjoy the money you've made. By saying that, you are implying that those that make a lesser income than you do not work as hard. And I'm really glad that Monica pointed it out when those three guys were standing there making crepes, saying, these guys work their ass off too. It's not always about the amount of hard work you're putting in to get out the amount of money that you make. And that implication sucks because the guys that are doing construction, rebuilding the streets and shit, building the buildings downtown and shit, they work their ass off too. They just don't bring in the kind of money that you bring in. You're very fortunate. 
good for you. You've worked your butt off. No one's taking anything away from the amount of work and effort that you put in. And yes, if you're making bank, fucking live it up. You absolutely deserve to spend the money that you make. Don't shit on lesser people in the process. That's my problem. I don't think that she even realizes that she she's doesn't. shitting she on no anybody. Idea. She's completely aloof to all of that. She has no clue. And while I say I don't mind that she's flaunting it and doing this and that and whatever, because at the end of the day, it is a housewife show, and that's what people do want to see. And sometimes it's nice to see. Somebody like Lisa, who I actually like, I don't mind seeing things like that. I really don't think that there's any... There's no active or like... or like She's not doing it on her own pushing people down and talking about the middle class and saying that she's better than anybody. She's just talking about how good she is. And I think that she really just has no idea. She's ignorant to the way that the rest of the world works, which makes the comment from last week so much funnier, saying that she knows the middle class and she loves the middle class and and she she understands it. And then she says shit like that in front of the people who are making the crepes and just directing people over to go get more crepes without even looking at the people over there. Right. She's just completely ignorant to the rest of it. She's oblivious. Yes. She's just oblivious. And... Monica and Lisa are what I thought was going to be a, a a good conversation because it starts out like, oh, how's the crepes? Like, blah, blah, blah. And Lisa immediately presses the issue. And she's like, you know, I'm just pretty bugged about you calling me materialistic. Like, look around, honey. Like, Valentino, brands I've never heard of, this and that, whatever. And I'm so glad that Monica, once again, like, I think she's hilarious. She goes, Zara. Like, Steve Madden. Steve Madden. Steve Madden. Steve Madden. Uh, what did she call... What did uh, Monica call Lisa when she was talking to Whitney? A fuddy buddy? Oh, no. It was, uh, damn it. I think it was fuddy buddy. Is it fuddy buddy? I think it was fuddy buddy. I don't know what it means, but I it like was funny. Fuddy buddy. I like words that sound fun. What was that Jen Aiden word when they were in Italy? Oh, the witch? Yeah. Um, I don't remember. Uh, bu- bug. Uh, uh, damn it. It's going to come to me in yeah, like a few minutes. But. Bug a wolf. Boogawolf. 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 Yeah. Wow. We did it. But this is where she puts into perspective by saying, like, these guys behind here are slinging crepes for all these people are working their asses off, Lisa. So, like, just watch what you're saying. I get, I guess after what you said, like, I get both sides. Kind of. Right? Like, I get, honest, obviously understand where Monica's coming yep. from. The fact that Lisa is oblivious to it, for me, that excuse will only work for so long. And then when we go to the confessionals each time and she just doubles, triples, quadruples down on it, still not understanding the point. Nobody's saying you cannot enjoy nice things. Yeah, I think she's having a really hard time separating what Monica is saying from the person. I feel like she she's feels pers- personally. She personally she feels personally attacked. Yeah. That's not what Monica's trying to do. Monica's trying to provide you perspective. Obviously, at some point, she's going to be annoyed by you not realizing what she's saying. Right. And she just takes it as an insult over and over and over again. Lisa's actually just doing more. I know. And talking more about her brands and talking more about how much money she has. So it is kind of funny. It I is really funny. That's why I don't really mind it because I think it's a hilarious no, it's dynamic. A great scene. And it again, it only works because of how Monica is and who Monica is. If Monica wanted to play the same game, it could get really ugly really fast and kind of tiresome to watch. Instead, we're watching Monica like, I know what you're doing, Monica. It's fine. Like, you're just trying to explain things, and she's not understanding what's going on. So it's a funny dynamic to watch unfold. I agree, and that's why I said this is a fantastic episode. Like, not hating it. I'm just trying to put it into perspective. But the Snoop Dogg comment killed me. I fucking loved it because she claims that, you know, you were crying on the phone, that you could be on a private jet with Snoop Dogg. Heather, 
fucking perfect. She's like, I party with Snoop Dogg. You want to see some pictures? I can find it. (laughs) It's like, yes. That's what Heather's there for. I know, but it was like, it's such a return to form for Heather. I'm like, this is what we've wanted. She didn't get involved. She, She used to get dragged into things. Whether her own doing or somebody Jen's else's, doing. it was Jen's. Doing it was always Jen's time. doing. But then she got to a point where she had to insert herself into all the arguments that were happening. And the thing that makes Heather great is that little comment. Yep. She can make a comment based off of what's going on in front of her. A huge argument. Take away from it. Make it fun. Somebody else immediately. Monica's involved in this argument, and she goes, "No, you didn't party with Snoop Dogg. Let me see a picture." Yeah. And they just stop and they just like, look at it. Like it's so fucking funny. And that also again goes to Monica. Monica's in the middle of this argument with lisa not taking it seriously because lisa's not understanding what she's saying at all taking it all personally just going back at monica monica realizes she doesn't have time for that shit and starts talking to heather about snoop Snoop. that's funny that is really funny and what we see from angie is similar behavior that we saw last year with heather angie was involved in that argument too what was she saying i have no idea once again she's she even have a microphone like i I have no idea i don't know but this is what we saw with her bopping in last week at the bar it's like just this like floating head comes out of nowhere chihuahua she shoves something in monica's mouth and dude if (laughs) i have to give monica credit again if somebody stuck their hand in my face and tried to stick something in my mouth i would lose it i that would not be able to be like Oh yeah, like brush it off. I'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, and she takes it like a champ. She just kind of brushes it off, and just warns Angie. She's like, "You do not know the Pandora's box that you are about to open. Like, if I go off on what I have on you, it's not going to be pretty at all. Like, back the fuck off." But this is why Lisa is great because all of a sudden she's like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, this is too loud." Come over here. Let's go sit down. They all just go sit like just (laughs) quick stop. Let's go take a seat and like hash this out. She just says, we're fine, Monica. We're fine. Everything's fine. Monica, I think, is like whatever at this point. Let's just hug and move the fuck on because Lisa simply does not get it. Yep. And it is what it is. So they go on the dance floor. Dolph, give us a beat. Love that. I wrote that in capital Dolph, give us a beat. Dolph, give us a beat. Dolph, great. Dolph drops a beat and they do awkward dancing in the middle of the floor. And I've seen more Mary hate in the comments and stuff that she's not doing enough. This this is why I said last week, I just need her there. Yeah. I don't need a lot out of her. I need her in the room because she says things like, wow, you really like to eat to Monica, who's crushing a crepe. Or she like, yells across the room, Heather, what made you wear that necklace? Yeah, I like that. And, and Heather knows immediately what she's doing. Heather's yep. like, I like this necklace. I like these earrings. They all go together. They bring out the champagne in my vest. I like all of it. Mary's like, you do? <laughs> That's why yep. I, I just need her there for those moments. That's it. I don't need more out of her. Other people are saying, why I bring her back? She's not going to contribute. Is there some merit to that? Sure, I guess. This is why you bring her back. Because during the chaos that's going on, you get things like, wow, you really like to eat. Just like, don't eat your life away. That's fucking funny. It's rude. Anybody else saying that would be obliterated. But because it's Mary fucking Cosby and because Monica takes it in stride, it's a very funny moment. And yeah, Monica's reaction to that is, I don't care what happens. I want to be best friends with Mary. Yeah. And I hope that we get close enough that everybody looks and says, I'm best friends with Mary because that's really cool. And I love what she does. Mm-hmm. Like, that's funny. How often do we see friends of on the show? And look, remember, she's not a full time housewife. How many times do we see the friends of trying to insert themselves into things that they are not involved in? Yep. They just want to get screen time. They're so fucking hungry to get their face out there. 
Mary doesn't care. No. Mary is part of this, and she just bops in, makes a couple of comments, a couple of off-colored comments here and there, takes it in stride, leaves. Done. That's all I need. Great. It's funny. Comedic relief. And we don't even really need it yet in this show. I think we're going to get to a point where it's going to be like, all right, we do need some Mary in here to kind of relieve a little bit of the tension for what we're watching unfold on screen. But for what she's doing right now, the show is enjoyable. And Mary adds a little component to that. So I'm fine with that. It's perfect. And that's it was the perfect depiction of what I was talking about last week. Just just have her there. She doesn't need to be involved. Just be there. But the last scene is Whitney's talking to Monica and addressing the rumor and saying, look, I don't feel comfortable. Like the funniest part is Whitney doesn't even know what the rumor is. Right. She's so concerned about it. But Monica (laughs) doesn't even like tiptoe around. She goes, oh. Well, apparently Sean fucks other dudes and it's an arrangement in their marriage and it's pretty much a beard. The whole the whole marriage is a beard for Sean. Like they have this unspoken agreement in which he goes out and has sex with men. That's the big rumor. That's the bombshell. Whitney is flabbergasted, as anybody would be hearing that rumor. That's a major accusation. Whitney hearing that rumor was very flabbergasted. Yeah, Whitney was dumbfounded. There, the other person who heard the rumor, who's much closer to the situation, not that flabbergasted. You noticed that too? Yeah. Okay. I didn't want to nitpick, but I was look. I was watching her reaction, and when they call Angie over, first of all, well, the funny thing was them going over and build up. But that's so funny. Like, and I think that's kind of what you're alluding to with Whitney and Monica together. The fact that they brought Angie over and said we need to talk about something. But first, we're going to do a shot. So get over on this ice luge. Oh, this is how this works? Okay, so we're going to dump this down here. You need to finish the whole thing. Well, actually, where's your shot? Why are you not doing it? Well, I already I already took my shot. I, I need, we need to get in this. Like, you need the to build up was hilarious. It's so dramatic. Angie's like, what, what the fuck is going on? I have no idea what you're going to say to me. What is going on? Well, actually... We're going to go sit over here. Let's yeah. go sit over here. All right. Everybody's together. A good spot? It was so funny because they both wanted to go about it the same way and they were just both prolonging it mm-hmm. until the perfect situation, which there is no perfect situation to tell somebody, hey, we just heard that your husband's out fucking dudes and you guys have a sham marriage. And you would think, and I'm glad you brought it up. I was going to sidestep it because I didn't want to throw it out there. I was watching for Angie's reaction. This is an atomic bomb. This is not only are they challenging the validity of your marriage, they're bringing into question your husband's sexual orientation, they're potentially outing your husband. Like, there's so many levels to this rumor. And she just goes, What? We've been married for 27 years. Not, you would be outraged. Like, yeah, I would stand up and throw a couch. I would flip a table. I'd pull a Teresa and be like, What the fuck? What are you talking? I would, I would run. I wouldn't walk jauntily over to Meredith and be like, do you have a minute? Do you have a second? I wouldn't go somewhere burn private. that party nope. to the ground. Meredith would be in my crosshairs. Like Now, I mean, there's one of two things to think. One, either it's true, and Angie knows it, and that was a completely fake reaction. Or a shock. Two, no. Oh. Shock isn't even one of the options, actually, because I think, <laughs> that, I think that she knows that the rumor. The second one is she already knows the rumor. She understands the rumor. She's heard the rumor. People have brought it up to her before. She's dealt with it in her own way. Maybe we can give her a little bit of grace there and say that somebody has already brought this up to I her and she's, she's already, already kind knows. of talked about it. She's already heard it. It's a small it's a small town. We we hear it all the time. You guys talk and the rumors fly back and forth and everybody knows everything about everybody. She goes over to go talk to Meredith. I think she's more concerned with the fact that it came from Meredith instead of the actual rumor. I think that's part of it. Oh. She the whole Meredith aspect of it overpowered. So that's why she immediately walked over to Meredith because she already has beef with Meredith. Right. So now she kind of sees like this as an opportunity to go after Meredith. Okay. 
but it doesn't take away from her reaction. As soon as you hear that, you would be flipping the fuck out. Yeah. Not what Angie did. No. So I don't so get it's that. interesting. And I'm not. I, we'll have to see how she handles it with Meredith next week. Correct. If she's calm, cool, and collected the whole time, she already knows about the rumor, whether it's true or not. She already knows what's going on and she's dealt with it. I don't know. I don't know. It's we'll going to be interesting. It's it was good, good cliffhanger though. Yeah, it's a good cliffhanger to be continued. No scenes from next week. They're not giving any spoilers. So, all in all, phenomenal episode. Salt Lake yeah, seems fan. to have returned, and it couldn't have happened faster. I'm so glad they're back. But that takes us to the questions. So let's dive right in. Up first from. Chef Amber Bresnahan, 87. Wow, I read that with no issues. Good job. Thank you. Do you think Tamara will be more supportive of Shannon from her podcast? Didn't feel like it. No. Yeah, you would imagine she would be. You would imagine, but no. No, because her podcast is for her to sit there and talk shit about people the entire time, share secrets, share things that happened, put it out into the world. You would think that she would, if she was friends with Shannon, she would take half an episode to talk about how she wants to be there with Shannon and how we all have to support her through all of this. She's not doing that. No, she stinks. From exactly, do Emily and Gina need to be separated and one remain a housewife or do both go? We've already said, pause boot. Yep, pause, pause boot. boot. Give them five years off, bring them back with a whole new cast. From Coconutso, would you prefer to see what Mary is up to or remain as comic relief in the background? Comic relief in the background. Yeah, unless she's doing something funny. Or if she's doing something with her church. Uh, I yeah. do like those. Yeah. We got those scenes before when she was yeah. on the show. I would like to check in with her church. From Liz's Carbs, is Whitney becoming Tamara 2.0? <laughs> no, I don't no. think so. That's mean. I don't think she's lying either. It's like calling somebody a dickhead. Yeah, she's not a dickhead. And the other part of it is like Whitney might say shit out of nowhere, similar to Tamara. But Whitney doesn't lie. Yeah, Whitney doesn't lie, and it doesn't seem like Whitney has an agenda for anything. She no. just talks. I think it just pops in her head and then out of her mouth. Last one. From Brina0464. I hated this season and only listened to the bros recaps. Are you watching again next year? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Honestly, the thing is, if they don't reboot it entirely... Or put it on pause and Tamara's back. I don't want to watch it. Yeah, we actually. It'll be the same show and I just, it doesn't make any sense. We may genuinely put a poll out there. And here's the thing. If you will, we'll we'll do a pause. Yeah, we'll do a pause. Self-imposed pause. No, genuinely, because we love you so much, we'll probably put a poll out and say, do you guys want us to recap OC this year? And if you force us to do it. Yeah, but our fans are sickos and they're going to want to like hear our misery every week. I hope not. I hope you guys throw us a bone. Yeah. But help I out the bros. How about the bros? Help out the bros. How about the bros? How about them bros? How about them bros? Them bros are done. Any more? Anything else? Uh, go Phil's. Go Phil's. Red October. Big weekend. Full swing. We got Phil's on Saturday. Birds on Sunday. Phil's on Monday. Phil's on Wednesday. Yep. Let's hope we can take one in Atlanta, come home, and end the series. Go on to the NLCS. Other than that, follow us on our socials at Brav underscore bros. Subscribe to our podcast. Fuck, I do that every time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Brav Bros Podcast. And go and get your tickets. Nofilterlive.com. The Bourbon Room, November 19th, L.A., be there or be square, you nerds. Come to LA and protect me against those teenagers. Yeah. Shooter's scared to wear his vineyard vines out on the West Coast. Brown bros are out of here. Bye-bye.
Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.